Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with the one and only and amazing Jonathan Twanley. How you doing, sir? Hi, Michael. I'm, I'm great. It's good to be back after this bout with COVID. Uh, I finally yep. got, I was, I thought maybe I was, you know, immune to it. But <laughs> it finally got you. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. We're glad to have you back. Uh, it is Thursday, December 15th, and we had the much anticipated and last Fed meeting uh, and the results in the press conference and the dot plot. Lots of stuff came out yesterday. Uh, was curious what of all of that might have gotten your attention. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, you know, the, the Fed came out exactly where like most people thought it was with a with a half point increase, and I, I think that you know, it, a lot of people are focusing on like the wrong stuff, which okay. is they're focusing on you know the the fact that the there was easing relative to the last hike, if you want to call it, right? You yeah. Know? And yeah. that that uh, the Fed was is has been making a little noise that like it's working, right? And right. I think a lot of people then who really, 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 really want the Fed pivot, <laughs> or who really, really want you know accommodative uh, monetary policy. Are, are grasping that straw to yeah. think to, to, to believe against all the evidence, including the evidence of what the Fed keeps on saying it's going to do and then doing, right? Yeah. Uh, that the Fed is going gonna, is gonna to reverse. I, I think it's even worse than that. I, I think there are some people that not only want a Fed pivot, I think it's worse. I think there's a few people that are set up that need a pivot. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Right. Barry, I want to say his name was Barry Sternlicht, I think. Starwood. Yeah. Star, they had a star. yeah. 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 Starwood. Uh, he was, I mean, what, so he was whining a couple of months ago. And then I don't know if you saw this, but he came on CNBC with PowerPoint. Yeah. Like a position. I'm like, oh, dude, this is not a good look. When, <laughs> when, the, when experts come in and they bring prepared material, this, this is a man that is under stress. And then in the last 30 days, I don't know if you've seen it, but he's, uh, filed uh, bankruptcy for his mortgage business wow. uh and his, and in his private REIT he followed Blackstone and um I don't know canceled distributions or whatever it's 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 redemptions they don't want people redemptions. pulling out the fund right yeah, so redemption. yeah exactly yeah so uh again these are these billionaires billionaires get caught offside and yeah. I think there's a lot more pain so I think there's a lot of people that that flat out need it or will be going you know I call him now billionaire Barry uh, you know, they're, they're going to be uh, following bankruptcy. And, and again, the Fed told us pain was coming. These guys, these guys didn't believe it. Well, not, not just that. I mean, I, I want to take this back a, a sure. few months or a few years, right? Mm -hmm. the, it, if you were not preparing for something like this, you were a fool. And, and I have been saying for a long time, probably since about uh, 2016, that the current path for you know, I, I don't 
follow. I don't, I'm not a stocks guy, so I, I, I can't say anything about that. But for, for the real estate market, mm-hmm. it was not sustainable. And that right. the danger was that there was going to be reversion to the mean. Mm-hmm. Meaning that you look at the long-term interest rates and long-term cap rates, they are they were both way higher than we were post-2016. Yeah. And the idea that they were just going to stay low forever, mm-hmm. which was pushed. There were, you know, various arguments uh, that that people, you know, put out there about why interest rates could not go up, why the Fed could not raise interest rates. Some of it because of the servicing of their federal deficit. I mean, which is ridiculous. Congress has no inclination whatsoever to, to care about how the, the federal budget deficit is financed. They don't. It doesn't matter to them. Uh, they all these arguments of the declining. You know, interest rates over a long period of time led a lot of people who should have known better to say it will be like this forever. Therefore, don't worry about it. And Jonathan, you're an idiot for not for being concerned about this. Well, here we are, right? Right. And um, so a lot of people did not set themselves up for uh, for this possibility. So what they did was over leverage, right? They got the maximum amount of proceeds they possibly could. They started a couple of years ago going for variable rate debt because it was a little cheaper and it gave them a few extra basis points of return. They just continually went up the risk profile to yeah. try to get returns. And uh, you know this was all driven by, of course, by, by cheap money, uh, but they just refused to believe that uh, the, the trend could ever reverse. And now that the trend has reversed, now they're whining about it because they didn't prepare themselves. And so, uh, yeah. You know, this is this is where we are, and I, I think you. So the people who are out there, uh, you know, promoting the idea of the Fed pivot against all the evidence out there, um, are promoting it because they need it. They're desperate, and there's going to be desperate. a lot. Of pain. There's going to be a lot of pain, but for folks like you and me, and hopefully the people who follow us, that pain means opportunity. And I don't actually feel all that bad about seizing that opportunity because those people should have known better, right? Oh, I know. I, was, I sat on the sidelines for a long time because of this possibility and missed a lot of opportunity. I'm now damned happy that I'm not struggling with some of the issues that people yeah. are struggling with now because I resisted the temptation. It was not easy, right? And people called me all kinds of names because yeah. of, of the position I took. Yeah, but, we're, we're, we, were all, we are old and don't get it. Right. There's yeah. a new way, the new breed. Yeah. I uh, like you. I sold I sold an apartment building uh, in late 2019 because I saw this setup coming. I thought a recession was on the cusp, if not already started. And, you know, again, I think I've said this a couple of times. Cap rates for the kind of building I had at the time in my market kind of. I don't know what you want to call it, bottomed or whatever, usually around seven it was a mm-hmm. seven cap. I sold it like a 5.2, 5.3. Right. I was crazy. And yeah. they went all the way to four. So I lost out on about a half a million bucks because I sold early. But, you know, I, I, and to your point, it's snapping back already. But again, this reversion to the mean, it it would not shock me if that asset or an asset like it trades at a nine. Yeah. You know, once, once all the well, momentum builds. Listen. I mean, there is when you talk about reversion to the mean, like you never go to the mean and then stop. No, it always at the mean, right? Like, 
it's going to go past the mean and then it'll start trending back in the other direction. The mean is just, you know, the long-term yeah, you know, middle the, point, right? Yeah, yeah. Over, over, over the dots. It's almost uh, never the mean, right? It's always it'll, on it'll, the it'll be the mean for 30 seconds as it passes yeah. by it in one direction or the other. But the point, the point is though, it's a helpful metric to understand. Uh, and because, um, you know, because there is going to be a swing. And I think that yeah. swing, that swing is going to mean that in a couple of years time, especially if we really do hit some kind yeah. of recession, we're going to blow right past the mean. Oh. And it's going to be a really, yeah. really good opportunity for, uh, for buyers, for people who have cash. It's going to be harder to get financing. And frankly, a lot of your, you know, if you're like me and you have uh, your, your syndicating deals, a lot of those investors are going to be skittish too. I mean, let's, let's face well, it. There, yeah. There's going to be a lot. I mean, you and I, or at least I have, I'll, I'll say mine, uh, you know, I put it out there. I think there's a lot of LPs that lost their money already and don't, don't even know it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, hopefully they will be lucky and they can kind of ride it out if their deals are structured well, they might have paper losses that they never have to realize, yeah, but there's going to be some, the pain as we've talked about many times is, is going to come for the people who have debt that can't be refinanced. Right. Yeah. At, at, at a rate that, at a rate that, makes sense to them yeah. right so. yeah i don't know if you saw this uh there's a gentleman i think you obviously know him i think most people do ken mcelroy yeah probably a name you're aware of uh he had a video the other day talking about uh talking to other in apartment investors like himself and he was talking to his you know his buddies and they were saying hey we're, we're just pencils down meaning yeah. they're not doing any deals because again uh, can it, I, I can sort of see the pain in Ken's face, right? He took on a lot of value add projects. He allocated capital to repair them. Now the, he's talking about inflation, causing those repairs to go higher than expected. And now his bridge debt or construction debt is variable or short term. And you could almost see him going, you know, and he talks about cap rate, right? He've got, you know, gets a three and a half cap and it goes to, you know, now it's going to go to a four and a half or five and the value will drop 20%. And it's all the stuff that you and I have been talking about for nine months. And uh, oh. Ken is now there just saying all this, all this value add, you know, product retrading five times when you change it's, it's all pain is coming. Yeah. And, and I mean, this is another thing I've talked about for quite some time is that when you're so that value add, there's a lot of people who argue, I mean, you you know me, you can kind of tell I'm going to argue kind of the opposite of what most people argue all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 think I love always, that about I mean, you. Well, I think it's frankly, I think I think people like it's Warren know yeah. that the way to make money is to do what the, do the opposite of what most people are doing, right? Agreed. And, and but people do, everyone does the same thing because it feels safe, right? Because that's oh. what everyone else is doing. Dude, I, so I see the crowd going that way. I, I get scared and go that me, way. Ex me too. Exactly. I just right. get, it frightens me every time I see everybody telling me that something is a good idea. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> no uh, lose situation. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Drink this Kool-Aid. It's good for yeah, you. Say, yeah, yeah. Come to Jamestown. We're all, we're all doing wonderful. it. Yeah. Everyone's thinking <laughs> no. it. Um, no, thanks. But the, uh, but anyway, um, at the risk of losing, this is the after effect of COVID. I can't keep my, I can't. A little brain fog. Yeah, a little brain fog. Uh, where were we? Um, oh yeah, so I had been talking for a long time. So everybody always says, well, the like value add is a is a uh, less risky strategy because you're forcing appreciation. And, and, and I get that argument, right? However, the problem is 
when you're doing value add at the top of the market with variable rate debt, you're just you're you're basically setting yourself up for a situation in which any of your in which any of your assumptions any variable change, yeah assumptions change, you're screwed, right? And if several change so, your your yeah, result. and if you've got basically several of them changing like happens now since interest rates and cap rates are related to each other. Mm -hmm. uh, and often the economy is also really, you know, correlated in some way to that, you're really setting yourself up for a perfect storm, you know, yeah. which is why, for example, in one of the deals that I'm in, uh, which is a value add deal, we borrowed money to buy the deal, but we financed all the value add in cash, right? Nice. In, in equity, meaning that when we are done with the value add, our equity in the property is going to be substantially higher, not just from the value add, but because of the fact that we pay for the value add in equity yeah. rather than in debt, meaning that when it comes time to refinance, even though interest rates are higher, we're not going to have an issue refinancing because our, you know, our, you know, at, at previous interest rates, our, our LTV would probably be somewhere around like 55, 60%, right? Mm -hmm. Now it'll probably be more up like, because the values will have declined some, but we'll still be up in that sort of 70, 75% range and we'll be fine, right? But if you went and you've, you financed everything with debt, I'm not sure that your value, that the value that you will have added by the time you're finished with your project is actually going to be equal to the debt that you have on the property. No, or or, no, or, the, or no, certainly not just, a financeable amount of debt, right? So no, there's just so much pain coming to the multifamily space. It is, it is, it is. Uh, you know, I think it's a year out there. The, there's stuff trickling in already, yeah. um, but I think the real pain is as the year out because it's all of, in my opinion, it's all about the debt, right? When the when the debt covenant or whatever the period comes up, uh, it's going to force a decision. Always about the debt. It was always. about the debt last time. The great financial I agree. crisis was about the always debt. The debt. It's it's always, always the debt. Always the debt, right? Because the debt is constant even if your value changes, right? And your debt payment is constant even if your value changes. And I think, like, you know, while there may be some uh, banks out there that when this debt comes due, they can uh, they can extend and pretend. But it's much harder when interest rates are higher because the money that they're borrowing at is, you know, if they, if they uh, have to borrow money to refinance you as opposed to just, you know, kicking the can down the road, then they can't, they can't do it. And if you've got a situation where I think, you know, you've got a lot of bridge lenders, which are not as well capitalized as, say, Fannie and Freddie, obviously, oh. it's, yeah, it's they're, going, they're they're going to get that money back. They're going to be calling those loans because they have to. They have to. Yeah. Yeah, it's um they owe, you know, they owe the money to someone else, right? So mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's uh yeah, some of the most amazing apartment deals I did uh was in 2012, which is interesting because again, residential in my market kind of bottomed in 10. Mm -hmm. But just how the debt works, right? The multifamily pain was delayed a year and a half or two years. And um I think it'll happen again. I think I think the the pain is coming. It's just it's kind of like that tsunami backing up. Right, and then it'll it'll just yeah. it'll be but fun. So what the message I want to leave everyone with though is that you should not be scared by this. You should be excited about this, right? Now I understand if you have investments already that are that are going to be hurting. Mm -hmm. I get it, right? However, 
the best way to make up for whatever losses that you were going to suffer from that stuff is to get in at the bottom of the market when you've got yeah. extremely good valuations rather than waiting and like sticking your, you know, not sticking your neck up until you see other people, you know, yeah. sticking their necks up. Right. Cause that'll, it'll be too late by then. You want to get in at when the pain is the worst. Right. And that, that may mean that the returns don't look as good because there's, you know, lower leverage on the deals or what have you. But believe me, if you invest in a low leverage deal at the bottom of the market, that is about the safest thing you can possibly do Agreed. with your money. And you are going to make the most money on that because what's going to happen is the tide is just going to carry you right back up. And then you're going to refinance out at a lower level of at, a, at lower leverage and lower interest rates eventually. Yep. Right. And eventually you're yeah. just going to like, be loving the fact that you bought into that deal. So I, I really, really encourage everybody to get excited about this. Mm -hmm. Start getting dry powder together if you haven't already and come over to me and get join my investor list because yeah. I, you know I've been on the sidelines for a long time in the yeah. apartment space, but now I'm getting really eager about the apartment space again because yeah. I see what's coming. And so- uh, and 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 the hotel space too. I mean, I think, frankly, I think for mom and pop hotels, there's going to be an absolute bloodbath. And that you know, for people who've been trying to sell out of their hotels for the last couple of years, I mean, it's going to be even tougher now for them. And oh yeah, I, I would guess there's going to be thirty or forty percent discounts, right? If your hotel didn't trade in the last two years, and now the economy is slowing down, disposable income's down, risk premiums higher, it's going to be all kinds of bad. Yeah. Yeah. For the, for the non-branded mom and pop hotels, yep. I think branded hotels are bigger. You've got institutional buyers who might be looking at that, but you've got for the, mm -hmm. the space that I'm looking at, I mean, I think there's going to be a huge amount of opportunity here. So yeah. uh, you know, I'm excited as well. Yeah. Come join the list. Uh, I'm excited as well. I, I look forward to Olivia and I buying the biggest thing we've ever done in the next 18 to 24 months. And it will be an amazing deal. Just, just what, like you're talking you, about. What do you think? What are you looking to buy? You're looking to buy apartments well, or look, yeah apartments it'll be yeah it'll be apartments or it could be a portfolio right i've done that in the past i've bought 15 houses from a guy uh, I'll, I'll do whatever it is but basically it'll if it's a portfolio it'll probably be led by seller financing uh but i i already have banking relationships and we'll be adding more in my market like community banks like one community bank i think i shared this but we'll put it here just in case i went back in to do my yearly portfolio review they got i have a couple of million bucks in debt with them and um, gave them the you know personal financial statement, all of that. LTV is like fifty five percent, so they okay, great, we'll renew the loan. Um, but then he showed me his folder. He goes, "Hey, Michael, you got a few minutes?" I said, "Yeah, great." He goes, "You know, just show you what's coming. We're only renewing half of our multifamily loans, right? Because they got a little too skewed, a little bit too much in the market. They need to back off. So, again, there's a there's a lot of pain coming. So yeah, if it if it's multifamily, hopefully it'll be the largest. Uh, but I wouldn't mind buying a portfolio." If you've got a banker who's willing to tell you that those loans are not getting renewed, I think yeah, that yeah. that banker is willing to tell you like, hey, which one? Yes. <laughs> which one do you want? Yeah, that's that's what we're uh, that's what I'm working on. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's fun. So, so where would people reach out to get on your list as I am? Because uh, I think you're right. I, uh, I'll i be putting more money to work. I may be part of my first syndication with you uh, awesome. in this in this uh, environment. But uh, yeah, the. It's it's going to be fun. A lot of opportunity. Yeah, if you want to if you want to get on my list, just uh, Google Two Bridges Asset Management LLC, and you'll see uh, 
the website pop up and uh, the investor page is there. Just fill it out and um, you know we'll be in touch. There you go. Thanks, Jonathan. Absolutely.